on the plus side, I did finally get my Switch back. Hey! So I'm finally able <laughs> hey. to start <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Yay! Oh, that's last week's news, man. We're all... That, that's over. Nobody plays that anymore. What? You missed the really, I'm aware. Really, I, I'm, I'm still like... <laughs> it's taking some time to get through that. It's taking some time. That, that's a good sign. A game well enjoyed. Mm. Although, speaking of switching, Moggy, I think it's oh. time, perhaps it's time for your confessions. But, uh, oh, how I switched from Android to Apple? Is, is, that, the, ah. is that what we're... Oh, nice. Okay, okay, this, sorry. Uh, this is the, this uh, is the top tier comedy you come to us for. This is SNL level. This actually no, this is SNL level. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, that is why we're here. So hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy, and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey up, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And this week we thought we would have a bit of a conversation about how I actually switched some years ago from being a very Android Windows guy to basically falling over into a pile of Apple stuff. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to ask. <laughs> I have to ask, how, how did this happen? You know how this happened. You know. Yeah, you, you know. You did this. Don't, do the, don't act so innocent in all of this. <laughs> Plot twist. It was me. I was the corrupter. Oh. No, I mean, it's definitely a conversation worth having, especially because... Apple is definitely on the more indulgent side of the tech sphere. And we talk about it a lot. We do mention Apple products a fair amount. Yeah, like it's not intentional. Like this isn't an Apple podcast and we're not trying to shill Apple products. Unless Apple want to sponsor us, in which case we will shill all the products we want. <laughs> or at least I will. <laughs> Indulgentminimal at gmail.com. <laughs> yes. It's more that we just tend to use Apple products to a lesser or greater extent, and that's why we talk about them. So, because Murdoch, you were always an Apple guy as, for as long as I've known you, really. Uh, more or less, yes. I mean, we could go really far back to when, you know, Blackberries were still a thing, and those are the phones everybody used. But beyond that point that Blackberry kind of ceased to be a thing, you've been an Apple guy, and you had a MacBook for... Um, no, you had that MacBook, the the MacBook. You had that when I met that you, I believe. One. No, this is a, a legendary device in you know the history of <laughs> indulgently minimal. This is the 2012 one. Yeah. Oh wait, so no, you wouldn't have had that then. Well, no, actually, there was one in 2009. There was one in 2009. I did an upgrade in 2012, and that 2012 has lived well beyond its advertised years. But mm. why let the truth get in the way of a good story? You've had a MacBook <laughs> since not 2012, but the year 12. 2,000 years ago, this laptop's lasted for. It is a <laughs> trucker. It goes on. You it, joke, it the Jeff, you make the joke, but... <laughs> Please tell me your laptop's called Methuselah. <laughs> I mean, it's... If we pedal this back to me, back... All right, you know, ego. Yeah. <laughs> We're me. not talking about me. I, I enjoy talking... No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no, like, going back, I was very enthusiastic about Android and Linux. I've tended towards Windows desktops, Linux-based laptops for, you know, a very long time. So the, the slow descent into Apple everythings wasn't that slow. But 
it's more like a screaming dive down towards the earth from a very high vantage point. <laughs> well, these things oh. have a momentum, and maybe you will experience this when you come to upgrading some of well, your devices because you've just they got have the a momentum. So they have a momentum because every time you buy a product, it gets heavier and you're dragged down quicker. <laughs> well, you say, again, you joke, but I mean, it's a friction thing, right? Like Apple make mm. it way too easy to add more of their things into your little bubble of tech so that when you sort of consider getting a laptop, which I did some years ago, I you know made that move and a desktop was not, still isn't really something I can fit into my life. When you're looking at laptops and I really wanted the thin and lights, the fact that I already had an iPhone was a huge part of that decision. But going even further back, that initial switch, it, it's weird because it used to be very much that Androids were the better value, right? Yeah, they were cheaper and they were, for, the, for what you paid for them, they were pretty good and you weren't paying that ridiculous high price point that you do for Apple phones. They they respect pretty well, for sure. You got more phone for your money. I mean, they used to call it the Apple tax. I mean, they still do. Mm -hmm. But I, I do feel like Android, for me at least, from my perspective, is kind of skating forward on reputation now. People think it's the cheaper option when, especially in the flagship realm, they're not. And even mm. on like the mid-end, I mean, Jeff, you'll know this, at the price point, the the mid-end, lower-end iPhone, like the iPhone SE, punches far above its price point compared to how yeah. Android phones at that price point act. I mean, this little slugger has chugged on for three years now, over three years, and I have not been kind to it. It has been beaten up. It has been dragged around. It has been dropped. It has been... It's doing fantastic, and it's for the price point and the relatively cheap price point of, the, uh, of an entry level into Apple it was far more of a sensible option than an Android at the same price point. Hmm. I mean, okay, so to answer the initial question, I guess, you can kind of go too indulgently minimal, where I do feel like my decision to get a an Apple phone, which at the time was the iPhone XS, it really was an indulgently minimal decision because I wanted to minimize all of the messing around I did with Androids. Like, I never oh, got God, along. Yeah, you used, to, you used to, like, do voodoo stuff to it to make it actually run properly, didn't you? Like, Oh, leet hacks or methods were employed. Like, I mean, honestly, I just never really got along with Android, especially from, like, the manufacturer's versions of it. I'm I'm a little bit guilty of this. On my 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 very brief experience with Android has been as such. It is very fun to toy around with until I realized that like six month period I was on a loaner phone. The phone was constantly either in a state of like disrepair from how much I have tinkered with it, or in a constant state of being formatted. So setting up from scratch. Yeah. Never yeah. in a case of actual usable. Mm. And like I went through various levels of buying phones purely for the hardware and then I would completely overwrite the the operating system to just adding a different launcher, I think they call them, where you're keeping the stock, not even stock, you're keeping the manufacturer's version of Android on there, but you're overlaying your own user interface on top of it, which isn't very resource friendly. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's like, like slapping a glamour on it or something. Yeah, you know, if we're going to go D&D &D on it. 
I really wanted to minimize that. I kind of got to a point in my life where it's like, I don't want to do this. I just want my phone to work. And when I was looking around, I noticed that Apple was no longer the pure indulgence option. Androids had become so expensive, especially at the flagship level, that they were comparatively the same price. Was well, at that point the uh, the previously lofty expensive thing? You know, walks through those saloon bars, it's strutting because <laughs> it's on the same level as everybody else. It sort of it sits at the end of the bar, it tips its hat and winks at you. Yeah, yeah, in essence. And I took that plunge. I decided, okay, I will take my shots from the years of you know. Oh, we had we had so much fun making fun of you. Yeah, years. <laughs> so, for people that don't know, Moggy was not only very pro Android, but very anti Apple. I, I know this may I... come as a shock to you hearing this, but <laughs> he was very, very anti Apple, and there was a lot of very good salient points, and we all and we all agreed. Oh, yes, he's speaking a lot of sense. Well, I now, was supposed when he... to be the voice of reason for Murdoch. I was supposed you to. Were be supposed he to... was my voice of reason. It was, you know, ah. Uh... Like, no, no matter what happens, I can always rely on Moggy to keep me calm and sane and on the straight. And why do you have that iPhone? <laughs> oh, well, here's 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 pretty much the thing. It's like that there 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 is the cult of Apple. You know, mm. people who believe that this is the absolute best. You know, cannot be embellished, um, which, which isn't true. No, it's the every platform tends to have fanboys who don't really employ critical thinking when a new product is launched. They just go, ah, my it's, team has done something, go team. It's the nature of competition. Yeah. Mm. And Apple, you no, know, Apple needs to be criticized a lot because they are otherwise they we do. end otherwise we end up with thousand thousand dollar stands and expensive pens. Mm-hmm. I like my iPad pen. It's expensive, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I don't think my iPad would be the same without it, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Moggy was my voice of reason for the longest time until, you know, I, you know, I don't know how this happened. We, we, we managed to corrupt him. What, what happens sadly. is like when, it's like when you, you know, when you're, when you've got like a, a like a classroom and you pair the rowdy kid with the sensible kid, hoping that the sensible kid's work ethic rubs off on the rowdy kid. And by the end of the day, they're both riding doom buggies and you know you've messed up. <laughs> Pretty much. But but I, th I think part of this conversation is also my, my reasons, my reasons for switching early on. I was also in that sort of like Linux hacker space, whatnot. Mm. And I wanted that stability. But the problem with the Linux community and the Linux software base is that it's not very corporate friendly so i wanted something yeah. with that stability and with the corporate support even if it means you know not having the full level of customizability you'd come to expect i mean i will admit coming from both the windows and the linux background it was nice to jump into mac os when i did and discover like oh this is unix i know this and as much as they've locked it down and they don't allow the level of customizability that I would prefer, there is still the Unix underneath, which I like, and there is some things you can do to open it up. So that was nice, but the phone definitely is far more locked down than an Android, and that's a mm. positive and a negative. Like, I still know people who deal with like malware on their phones, I feel like with Apple, it's very difficult to get malware on your phone. 
I think you really want to have malware on your phone to get it. It's, it's, you have it's to go out and find impossible. it. It's not impossible. That that needs to be stated. I mean, it all this did all start when you bought your new phone back back in the day. This is how the descent into madness began. Well, it was it, with that. It was with that iPhone 10, as as we were saying yeah. earlier. You know, you started bobbing for apples, and you're still sort of there, floating in the floating in the bucket. Pretty <laughs> much like <laughs> I feel targeted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. At the time, I just wanted a phone. I just wanted a phone that worked, okay? And mm -hmm. I was liking what Apple was offering, and I still do. Like, I still have that phone nearly five years on now. Mm. You know, it's only mm. now that I'm looking at... And, and here's the thing. I think this is why we want to talk about this today. It's only now that I'm looking to finally upgrade on that phone that I'm realizing I'm not considering Android. Yeah, it's, it's not even not, crossed your mind. No, and this is the downside, I think, that... Apple use this beautiful frictionless ecosystem. It's not that they lock you behind bars. It's they make such a beautiful little garden for you with, you know, like these little fences and there's like fruit over there and there's a little park over there and there's music and you don't think about leaving because why would I? It's, it's good and bad. They Have trap you, you with kindness. <laughs> They trap you with kindness. Have you been outside the garden lately? Well, I, you know, most of my friends use Android. Android, especially the medium end, low end, is incredibly popular in the country I live in. And mm -hmm. I still have the same problem I did for as long as I can. It's another indulgence of mine. I like my phone to be very responsive. Mm. I, if I press a button, I want something to happen. I don't want to have to wait half a second for my phone to respond. I don't want... It seems like such a small thing, but that lack of responsiveness, you know, like having to wait that extra few seconds every single time, it chips away at your sanity. Like yeah. we've discussed mm. before, it, it just it makes it, your day just that little bit worse. Yeah, I don't understand how people do it, but to other people, it doesn't, it doesn't it bother It doesn't bother them. people. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. And that, and that is fine. Like, I actually said, I think... It's like when you fall into the audiophile problem. It's like when people ask me this, like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about getting some good headphones. It's like, don't. Just enjoy what you have. You don't know what you're missing. And that's the good thing. Once you, you know, once you realize that things can be better, you realize how much worse things also can be. And ignorance mm -hmm. is bliss. Mm -hmm. Also, a small part of the conversation, I guess, is that odd transition from like, yes, I can use my phone to, ah, I actually enjoy using my phone. And it just sort of gets out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're thinking about customizing your phone beyond, you know, putting a, a wallpaper in, like, and Apple do make this harder than it needs to be. Getting your own ringtone on an Apple phone is, it's a thing and it shouldn't be a thing. You know, hmm. to get like custom notifications, I had to like convert things to WAV files and then noodle around in, you know, two different file managers. It was a thing. Okay. Hmm. That sh it should not be that hard. But the level of customizability open to Android, especially if you're willing to flash ROMs, is insane. You know, you can tweak everything. And it became too much for me. Hmm. It, it's a temptation. And, you do give up some things. Like, I do miss being on the bleeding edge of what my phone could be. Mm. Apple are, I mean, we're recording this 
just before WWDC, so we don't know yet what they will announce by the time this comes out. They will have announced it all, so here we go. But there's rumors that they're going to make the widgets more interactive on iOS and add some more stuff you can do with the lock screen. You've been able to do this on Android for like 10 years. I'm not kidding. That's how far behind Apple are on certain things. And they have their reasons, you know, battery life is king for iPhones, whereas Android will quite happily ship you a phone that you can drain in hours. Like, you want 120 yeah, hertz and, you know, <laughs> a, a backlight that can combat the sun? Here, take it. Do what you want. Apple are like, no, no, no. We will, you know, your phone will last you all day, whether you want it to or not. So... Well, it's different priorities, different priorities for different people. Mm. Um, Android does, as you said, Android allows that sort of customability. You're going to have a supernova of a phone that lasts for three seconds, but it will give you a suntan in those three seconds. Or exactly, <laughs> you can ha you, you can have your iPhone, which it might last all day, but you can't customize the screen or everything has to be on that, just dumped on the home screen. I don't like that. I do miss being able to customize my home screen. Mm. Yeah, like the addition of widgets to iPhone has been nice for people who like to, you know, customize their home screens. Like, I mean, they only recently added a quote-unquote app drawer. Like, it's only in the last couple of years you've been able to remove apps from your home screen, yeah. which, hmm. again, is crazy. Like, I, I think it's good to talk about this because I really do want to say, like, Apple is not better. It's different. That's the hmm. thing here. It's just. Could you, say, could you say they thought differently? Ow. It does come coupled with an odd question of like, what what is the price of peace of mind? It's like, what, what, what do you give up? <laughs> exactly. You know, there's that ease of access, accessibility and use that you get with Apple, but at what cost? Well, we know what, we know what, we what, know what cost, cost it usually retails yeah. at XXX dollars, but. I, I think it's also worth flipping it though and saying like how convenient Apple makes their ecosystem because, you know, five years ago, I got an iPhone. Now I have an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, I I continually lust after an Apple Watch. You know, I am, you know, in a pile of Apple stuff. and mm. But it's like the little things that, you know, the idea of like, oh, I, you know, somebody sent me this PDF that I really want to work on. You know, like I do some proofreading for people and, you know, they send me a PDF and I just like, okay, I'll just airdrop that to the iPad. I'll get out the Apple Pencil. I'll read it, scribble on my notes, and then I'll export that and send it back to them. That process, you know, between a MacBook, an iPad, potentially using your iPhone as a modem for the whole process, mm -hmm. it's so convenient compared to, you know, trying to get an Android phone and a Windows laptop to talk to each other. Well, you have mm -hmm. to you have to email. You have to just access the same email from different devices. It's the only way to do it without. I don't even know how else you do it really. Painfully, I imagine. On, 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 that, on that note, it's basically like I was able to sign a, like a time-sensitive contract on an iPad once and I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. Like there's like two things. I mean, okay, there, are, there is still a lot of things that require a so-called wet signature, i.e. real pen and real paper. But, mm. you know. I don't like that terminology. <laughs> <laughs> well, you on 
Apple devices, you've both got like the ability to sign things with the Apple Pen on an iPad, which is, you know, in essence, just a pen and paper, really. Mm -hmm. But you can also save signatures to your MacBook and then dump them onto PDFs through preview. They are really convenient in that. And I'm sure people will email us and tell us, yes, you can do this on Android. You can do that on Android. Use the cloud. It's not like it's impossible outside of the Apple ecosystem to do these things. Apple just make it convenient and fun. And that's how they get you. That's what they do. It's like, oh, here's a laptop. It's so fun and easy to use. I don't even bother booting into my bootcamp windows anymore. Like it's there in case I need it. I never need it. Mm. That, that's also a funny, small, small side conversation. I think we established at some point in time, as soon as you remove the requirement of gaming from like PCs, the conversation changes entirely. Yeah, what's, what's, what, it, what you're using the device for, it does matter dramatically. Mm. You know, it's why I have, well, one of the many reasons I haven't switched to a, a MacBook for my everyday driving thing is because I, you know, I, I play a fair amount of video games on my PC or my laptop. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, just not. It's not really there. It's not really there on Apple. Now, if I had the, if I had the money and the desire to, I would totally get a MacBook for work. Mm-hmm. You know, for writing, for recording. I could, see, I could see that. I can see the cowboy is in the saloon winking at me. He's w- wafting me over with his glass of <laughs> Apple Mac whiskey. And and that uh. that's the thing. Like that that really gets me because Jeff, you you are the voice of reason on the podcast. You know, like and in we're all doomed. <laughs> even you aren't immune to this like you know Mm -hmm. you got an iphone for you know entirely separately of me it wasn't even like moggy got an iphone oh jeff must therefore get an iphone like you went through a a very long process of deciding what phone to upgrade to yeah it was about two years later you know completely different set of circumstances different process and And you still landed in apple i still landed on the iphone yeah and and I think it's it's so interesting to me that the three of us have very different criteria for our devices, very different mindsets, with some similarities shared, obviously, yet we still ended up, particularly with the phones, on Apple. And I think there's a couple things that really lend themselves to. And there's like there is the updates. That was my biggest problem with Android was updates. Sometimes you'd buy a phone and literally when you got the phone, you'd already received the last update that the manufacturer was going to send you because they got bored and decided to do, you know, uh, certain manufacturers are better, some are worse, but, you know. If you if you were, for example, a lot of people do this, and it's what I would do uh, prior to this, and it's probably what I'll still continue to do, is a lot of people don't buy the new, iPhone, the new uh, Android phone or whatever. They will buy last year's one. Yeah. Because it's still got a lot of good tech and it's a little bit cheaper. But on Android, if you do that, not only you, you've lost a year in updates, and but that window is small, and eventually you're going to run out of updates, and it happens so quickly. That, I mean, what, the Sony I had, they dropped that almost instantly. Yeah, whereas with Apple, I think the current oldest Apple phone being supported is the iPhone 8. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's nearly six years old now, did we say? Yes, yeah, about six six years ago, yeah. Which, if you actually go and look at when the first iPhone was announced, that's a third of the life cycle of the entire... Product series. Product series. That phone is still supported. Like, Android phones, sometimes, like, two years is what you get. Mm. And it's a big problem, especially with the security updates. Your phone becomes a liability. 
Yeah, that, that, but also you're missing out on features. Model. You know, that I, that that's not a great model where like you know your software update is having to purchase new hardware. And it's also locking people out of software because you know when the app there's a reason that Apple devices tend to get the newer apps at least guaranteed. And, you know, when new ideas come out, they tend to come out on Apple first. It's because that you know as a developer, if you make an app for Apple and then release it, it's going to every single iPhone out there, other than, like, you know, a few people who are still somehow rocking an iPhone 5 or something. Hmm. If you've got an iPhone, you're getting that app. Whereas on Android, I've seen, like, the market share reports and everything, you know, like, there's still people using versions of Android that aren't even officially supported anymore. Mm -hmm. And these are on devices that have just been released. It's crazy. I suppose mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, Apple ecosystem is a guaranteed market. That's um, it. That, whereas that's Android it. is very, very fractured and fragmented. And, mm -hmm. you know, Google have tried to rectify this, and their Pixel series didn't impress me when I was looking, doesn't really impress me now. Like, they're not bad phones, and they do, you know, they're still trying to push some of the latest tech. They're trying to push what they think an Android phone should be. But sometimes, like, they're really bad phones, and other times they're middle of the pack. Me mediocre at best. Yeah. Mediocre at best. Google self-realized that, like, the value add is no longer in the hardware of the phones itself. It's like the the services that they mm. provide, which is sort of comical considering the fact that they were supposed to be producing flagships as a representative of what the rest of the market should do. Yeah, so there is a lot, I, I think Apple phones are expensive, but there is a lot of value that beyond the, it's got this much RAM, it's got this kind of screen, yada, yada, yada. And, but the other thing is they last, like, you know, I'm still umming and ahhing over whether I want the next iPhone or not. You know, I, I'm saving up for it, but mm -hmm. and this is a five-year-old yep. phone. Is your the thing is that that's the thing. Your <laughs> phone is still okay. Yeah, your phone is still working. It's fine. It works. It does everything you need to. Uh, well, longevity and reliability. Those those are two very important factors. Now, for me, not on the phone side of things, on the laptop side of things. Like throughout the lifespan of the last MacBook I owned, I did in fact purchase a completely separate Windows laptop. Mm, I remember you know, this laptop. Uh, <laughs> Long <laughs> and storied is this, well no, short and storied is this laptop. The, the, uh, very much so. That, this, uh, is the, to... this is the, um, I think if we were to give a name to the little black box on your desk that you end up hating, it's uh -huh. this laptop. Uh, very much so. It had problems within the first month. I had to send it in for repairs. Within the first year, I think the same problem arose again. By the end of two years, I just wanted to throw it out the window. And the funny thing is, I went back to using my old MacBook, mm -hmm. and I needed it for a project through college. <laughs> and that thing was on for three weeks straight. Yeah. No problems. I just want like, to say that the, the Windows laptop, you wanted to throw it through a window. It just wanted to go uh, home. It just wanted to go home. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Jeff, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on fire today. <laughs> no, it, it's, it, to me, it's crazy. And, you know, this is what we, I think this is why minimalism as a concept is a also a possible trap. Minimalism doesn't always mean 
the least amount of something or the cheapest of something. It's the version of something that does its level best to get out of the way and last for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. You had a MacBook that not only lasted a solid amount of time, it outlasted its own replacement. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's something that provides the most with the smallest barrier to entry, or it provides the most with the little, with the fewest issues given. Yeah, like it, it's also, it's about like at the very beginning being good value. I think that's, for me, that's what it means is like, mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be the cheapest version. I don't want to, you know, go out and go, okay, show me the absolute bottom price I can pay to get this functionality. No, I want it to be value. And that's the thing with like Apple products that you can, up until now, like you never know. You know, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. But up until now, you can kind of rely on an Apple product to last longer than, let's say, the Android and even the Windows. Like Windows laptops, I think, tend to age weirdly just because of how rapidly software moves forward. Mm. Also, and, I think with, with Windows laptops as well, there's a lot of your motherboard, your graphics card, your RAM. Yeah. Everything is from different companies, whereas with... With, with, with Apple products, everything's designed to work together. There are no other configurations. And, and you have to say that gaming is not a part of this calculation for me. If you're trying to keep up with, you know, PC gaming, of course, like, the hardware moves so rapidly that you have to look at replacing it sooner. But when you take that out of the equation, it does change. And, and I think that's maybe why Apple gets a, should we call it a home field advantage? People kind of consider Apple products for work. You yeah. yourself mm. said it, like if you wanted to get a laptop just to work on, you'd love to have a MacBook. Mm, like, definitely. It's that internal bias. Like there's no reason that you couldn't get a Windows laptop for work. It's not like they only do gaming, but people go, oh, Apple, work, right, professional. I'm, I'm, use, I'm using my Windows laptop right now, but I would, yeah. love, I would love to be able to use a Mac and does at the minimal at gmail.com. Apple sent me a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> And But this is also why, for me, it is indulgently minimal. It's not just about minimalism. It's not just about value and minimizing and, you know, small and sleek. And, you know, I, I think minimalism, I think Scandinavian design, you know. Mm. But it's also about, I want my laptop to be fun. I want to enjoy turning it on and, you know, swiping through the pages and typing. I want those little conveniences like, you know, being able to force touch on a word and see the definition and, you know, be able to bring up my thesaurus rather than having to, you know, go into Google, type in the word, look at the, th or, you know, open a separate dictionary app. Apple just built it into the laptop. Mm. It's the little things we don't even think too much about anymore. That's how we used to. It's, it's the definition of convenience, isn't it? Like you don't realize mm. it until it's not there and then it makes you angry. It's like, why can't mm -hmm. I do this anymore? Oh, okay. I was I, I, I was in the Garden City and now, and now I'm alone in the wilderness with Mad Max because I can't <laughs> view my dictionary app. <laughs> here's the chainsaw. Here's some workshop tools. You can build whatever you want out in the out in wilderness. But I don't want to. I just want to be sitting in my shed drinking my <laughs> that tea. That is literally the definition of Linux. <laughs> <laughs> here's a chainsaw. Here's a, here's a bunch of laws. Go forth. <laughs> And they did, and they oh. built, and they built the servers the world runs on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I still love Linux. I still love it. Mm. I just don't need it. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It it it's a, it's the 
absolute epitome for me of a solution in search of a problem. Mm. For you. But I'm happy I know how to use it. I think that's the mm. thing. It's always there. Like if if I ever need it, I know how to use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like it it's like King Arthur waiting in his waiting in his uh his vaulted grave somewhere, you know. He will he will return when you need it. Linux will return when you need to do some really, really weird, obscure thing for no apparent reason. It waits, it sleeps, it's it's there for you. I oh, you mean like like making a bootable USB. For some oh reason Windows have never made that easy. And with Linux, Linux as well. Is... Because Linux is so customizable, you could you could do that, so when it boots up, you could have it with a dialog box saying, who has disturbed my slumber? It's perfect. You can. I, I used to have a, my Linux laptop used to give me little quotes every time I opened the terminal from a little cow. But well, that's cute. Nice. It was, yeah. What were, what were the quotes, though? That's very important. Were they happy quotes, you know, was it quotes yeah, from, you know, like Shan Yu? Like it, was like it was like daily wisdoms or something. It was a thing. I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it was a while ago now, but... Oh, to drive to drive your enemies across the battlefield. Well, oh, no, this is no quotes I wanted. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. Well, okay. It 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 is a very shiny apple to take a bite out of, I guess. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And and I think that's why I went towards it, and that's why I'm staying. I think Apple is to me indulgently minimal. It's a device that does its level best to get out of the way, to do its job, but makes it fun and interesting along the way. And that is why you started wearing turtlenecks and became an Apple guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I live in a country where it's far too hot to wear turtlenecks. <laughs> oh. Jeff, you know what this means? No. The baton has been passed on to you. You are now the yes. voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. Use it wisely, my Jeff. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my Apple Watch. I've got my iPad. I've got my Apple oh, Mac. No. <laughs> I don't need one, but I want one. Why do I want an Apple Watch so badly? I really don't need it. <laughs> See, I'm torn. One of me wants you, part of me wants to be the devil on your shoulder to get you to get an Apple Watch. The other part of me is being the sensible one saying you don't need an Apple Watch. But there's also a third one who's technically a devil, but he's working in the path of the angel because i like enjoying hearing you whine about wanting an apple watch <laughs> oh, the, the, it's that weird three-shouldered devil angel jeff situation oh. <laughs> what's the devil angel and jeff <laughs> the, the germans have a word for this <laughs> I, they, of course they do schadenfreude <laughs> schadenfreude yes okay all right, so do you guys have any final thoughts to end on today? Like, do I need to wrap this up since this is a moggy episode? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I'm pretty, uh, I, I understand. I understand how one could fall into the apple bobbing bucket. Mm. This is why you need people around you to stop you, Murdoch. It's why you need people around you, Murdoch, to stop you from falling into the apple bucket, Murdoch. It, it's to stop I, I, you from buying the the most expensive spec'd version of the MacBook <laughs> that they could possibly make. I, I, I like my machine. Thank you very much. It brings me joy and it brings me peace of mind. I have no regrets. You know what? That's where I want to end today, Lake. That is exactly the feeling I want, that at the end of the day, you've paid for it, it's there, and it brings you joy. Boom. That's indulgently minimal right there. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. 
Okay, well, I hope you've enjoyed that one. We are going to be coming at you with some more episodes. We're heading into summer, so we're going to definitely talk a bit about that, a bit about travel, try and move away from tech. But we hope you've enjoyed this one. We hope you've enjoyed us talking about this kind of thing. We're on Twitter at Indulgently Mini. We're also on Instagram. We post a lot there, so find us Indulgently Minimal there. Any thoughts, questions, email us at indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. I've been Moggy, and I have been joined by Jeff. Yeah, thanks, guys. Remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember, folks, indulge a little. Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Buy all the things. Do it. Do it now. Thanks for joining us. See you for the next one. Bye. See you later, guys.